Cowgirl Records podcast. It's music. Uh, it's like a it's like a radio station. It's like a mixtape. It's like a mixtape. And everybody knows that mixtapes mean I love you. That's right. So it's like someone saying I love you to you once a week. Tony Pucci specifically. Tony Pucci specifically. The Pollyanna Cowgirl Records podcast, now available at simplysyndicated.com. I love it. And welcome to episode 78 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast, the most bombastic podcast in the apotheosian something something. You used the bombast. word bombastic. Very I made. did. But at least I didn't have a little downbeat going and, and kind of putting it in that direction. But hello, everyone. And yes, welcome to episode 78. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Scott Copperman. And with me... Be the wonders of the intertubes is Mr. Elton McManus. It's me again. How are you doing? That's that's all I can think of. Uh good. I'm fine. I'm over the sniffles. We had a, a little break last week and I'm, well, I'm sort of over the sniffles now. My yes. one of my, my daughter actually coughed in my mouth and then I proceeded to get all her germs, which was brilliant. I love that. Mm. <laughs> well, you were sick, my car was sick and then daylight savings happened and all of a sudden, uh, it was 10 days later. Yeah, it's been... Well, time flies really quickly. Yes. Let's put it like that. And then have all of a sudden... Have you ever seen the film... I'm sorry. Have you ever seen the film Osmosis Jones? Never. It's a Chris Rock cartoon. Bill Murray is the, the live-action person who's sick. And uh, I think it's David Hyde Pierce, the nerdy brother from Frasier. He plays like a Tylenol cold capsule. And Chris Rock is the uh, antibody cast as like the rebellious uh, body policeman fighting the germs keeping it on the down low no sounds like a terrible version of inner space it's it's similar to that but it's actually more of like a buddy cop movie because David Hyde Pierce the cold capsule is the stiff prim and proper go by the rules exterminator of germs and then you know Chris Rock is the slacker kind of like trying to impress the girl makes mistakes but somehow they work out alright mm. nobody believes them when they stumble on the big threat to the body and it turns out that they're right and... No, I haven't but anyway every it. time someone's sick I, I picture that little cold little cells inside my body and oh my antibodies are funny uh huh there used to be a, a comic book over here well there still is it's called the dandy I, never, I used to be a beano man and not a dandy man but my brother used to get the dandy, and I think, was it in the dandy? There was, like, um, people running around, a man. Like, it's supposed to be, like, cells and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you have certain people working the eyes and certain people working the ears, and that's how <laughs> I imagine it every now and again. But, yeah, last week I fully on sneezed for two days. I just wouldn't stop. It was horrible. And it's all because of my awesome daughter sneezing and coughing on me well we weren't the only ones having some rough times and well we definitely acknowledge the stuff going on 
off of uh, iTunes, you know, well, actually, it's on iTunes. It's everywhere, really. The the events in Japan and, and the continuing developing repercussions of it all, we decided, not out of a lack of respect or, or acknowledgement of it, but just to give you a give you a break. You know, if you're here listening to our podcast, we assume you're looking for for something a little bit different. And uh, you know, when the time is right, we certainly will maybe take some time and and talk about everything that went on and and just how amazing and and mesmerizing it all is and so hard to grasp but yeah obviously is. our thoughts are with everybody affected by directly or indirectly what's what's going on in japan and and uh, you know so many other spots where weird things happen yeah just because we're giggling here it doesn't mean we're you know not thinking of everything that's going on it's it's just become saturation point now yes so yes and it continues to develop so you know it's you think you're at one point, and then more happens. But, but, we said we would not uh, dwell on that. No. So. so that's it. We're off of it now. So yeah, let's get off the the current events of today, and and maybe uh, jump to. <laughs> there was something I put on the Facebook page that I found just mesmerizing, and I I, I don't know. It, there was it, I couldn't believe it was real. But um, those of you who are fans of us on Facebook. Friends of us, like us, whatever the correct phrase is. I think they're is. called likers. Yes. Or lickers. Yes. Likers. <laughs> Would have seen uh, a post I put up that entitled, I know it's a crime, but it's an easy crime. And it showed a, an interview of two girls, uh, what was 17, 18 year old girls in Florida, who had robbed uh, a little girl and her mom selling Girl Scout cookies. And I mean, things happen, people do stuff, but the. The shocking part of it was just the cavalier attitude the two girls had. And they're sitting there sucking down their milkshakes or culottes or whatever they were. And, you know, yeah, if I knew uh, if I knew I was going to have to still be charged for things, I would have just kept the money. I can't believe how was... bullshit they were about it. Oh, both of them. Yeah, they're horrible. And... They actually pixelated out one woman, and if you squinted your eyes hard enough, you could actually see her face anyway. So well, that they was just a waste gave up on it eventually. Because I'm not sure where this feed came. I, I had found it through um, a stand-up comedian had had it as one of her muses. So I thought, oh, well, maybe it was just kind of like a comedy bit. I, I know it means that she was inspired by them. Mm. And she plays that kind of Sarah Silverman kind of character. So I thought, well, you know, maybe it's not real. But then, as I poked around a little bit, it is real. And if you go on on YouTube, there's like a whole string of news reports because I guess this happened in like uh, 2007, 2008, happened a while ago. And the community where it happened, it was, you know, they called her the Cookie Monster, the blonde girl. (laughs) And they just (laughs) get running stories. And so basically, to piece together, there's like seven or eight parts of and they're just little like newscasts from like two months apart um so the redhead who they pixel out eventually they stopped pixeling pixelating her out um she went to rehab and and they tried to interview her a couple times and the same bitchy attitude just kind of like i'm trying to move on with my life why do you have to be you know bringing this up again i'm in school now and all this stuff but she's not really the focus the focus tends to be on the blonde who got in a lot of trouble after that. All right. Uh, she 
she faked like a robbery. I think she's, I, I think she stabbed somebody. I had it all fresh in my head before, but um, basically, she's in court repeatedly, and it's is just amazing. You go through the whole thing. I there's a link in one of the comments about uh, that thread on the Facebook post where. It, you know, it goes to Astro Boy 23. He has a whole collection of YouTube news reports about them. And and then, you know, YouTube gives you that if you like this video, you might want to watch this one. And, yeah. You know, then you get other people's other bits of newscasts. And it's just shocking. It, the, the shocking thing for me is the way that they're, like I said, so bullshit, but in front of the camera and just palming it off as if, well, you know, I, I wanted the money, so I took the money. And the little girl, what's she doing walking around with $150? Yeah. yeah, do you feel bad? I feel bad I got caught. Like it... Yeah, you dick. You can't, you can't say that. Why? Where'd, where'd you get off in doing that? Maybe they're just in that sweet spot of, like, you're not respectful and not... You're too old to still be that blind, respectful, apologetic, fearful. Mm. And yet, too young to understand just how serious what happened is. Okay, so what happened here uh, yesterday? I understand what happened. Basically, me and my friend Stephanie, we needed some money. We saw a girl selling Girl Scout cookies. We saw an envelope with money in it, and I grabbed it, and she drove away. Why did you do it? Because we needed money. We just wanted money. What did you need the money for? Just for anything. We didn't have any money. And there, it was just an easy way of getting money. But you do realize, I mean, you're going to be charged with the crime. Oh, I was already charged with the crime and actually pissed because I should have kept that money. They charged me with all the charges I just got. What about the people who would say, all right, you know, it's one thing to steal money. It's another thing to do it from a nine-year-old girl selling Girl Scout cookies. I mean, money's money. I mean, I feel bad it was a nine-year-old girl, but there was $150 in that envelope, and I wanted that money, and it was mine. What was the, I mean, what was the other crime that you had been charged with? Domestic battery. Um, pretty much, we just saw the Girl Scouts with their little table, and me and my friend were like, let's get that money that's in that envelope. Because it was just sitting on the table, and it was her and her mom, and her mom wasn't really paying attention. She was yapping to some lady, and the girl was just standing there by herself. And so my friend goes into Winn-Dixie. I was waiting outside of here like ready to leave so she grabs the envelope she snatched it really quick she ran to my car and we left and we parked and we split the money why did you do it um i mean who doesn't like who doesn't like money i mean i don't know but it's a crime i know it's a crime but it was an easy crime <laughs> it was it was easy it was sitting right there i mean there's a lesson learned now but i didn't think i was gonna get caught for it like that i wasn't really aware of the cameras or anything, I didn't think about it. We weren't, didn't really think. What was the what's the lesson you say that that you, that you could learn out of this? Probably not to get caught, or maybe not not to steal. I mean, do you have any remorse about stealing from a nine-year-old girl? Right now, no, because I'm kind of pissed because I have charges and we had to give the money back anyway. So now I'm pretty pissed. But some people are just like that, I guess. But uh, wow, it it was just shocking. And they're just sitting there talking about it, they're like just sucking down the, the sucking down the milkshake part was the part that just like really can you put the drink down for a second? I think in the video I have up there, she gets a phone call right at the end, and it 
I've seen other cuts of that same interview where she like continues the phone call <laughs> like what while she's dick. being interviewed. It's just, uh. If you did actually want to bang two people's heads together, you'd love to do it with these two. Yeah. They're just idiots. <laughs> but this is the, this is what we'd call chavs over here. That That's exactly their attitude. And, you know, they haven't got, like, the tracksuits tucked into their socks or anything like that, but <laughs> they're just pieces of scum. They're horrible people to actually look at, let alone listen to, and let alone be anywhere near. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being too hard, but, ugh. I, I, I can't put it into words what I'm actually thinking. That they're just idiots. No, you're right. You're right. Sometimes there's just not much more to say. It's just that that blunt and even I was going to post it up on my own personal Facebook feed I think I did like twice and deleted it because I just was like I just don't know what to say other than just I don't know what to say you you got nothing to <laughs> say just watch this guys and everyone else yeah. will be sat there going I don't know what to say they're idiots yes and we we did have a couple other people throw some things up there well I I threw up something from um, my work blog uh we had National Grammar Day a while back, so people who know the old Schoolhouse Rock videos, that um, lolly, 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 get to your adverb, or conjunction, junction, and there's a whole bunch of, uh, at least here, they're big pop culture things, and so I had a link to a bunch of those videos. Um, we had a couple of posts from Ollie Peters. Yep. Uh, another mass animal extinction event happening here. <laughs> Oh, it was sardines, wasn't it? Tons and tons yeah, a of bunch sardines of fish. just yeah. died. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think that maybe this is just a matter of the press is more prevalent, and maybe this kind of thing happened all the time. But I'm sure it, it did. It's just been picked up a little bit more now, isn't it? It's yeah. like if there was something to be fearful of, it, that's not a conspiracy that people could keep secret. Someone would be leaking. And not even the nut jobs are running around going, it's the end of the world. It's everyone's just kind of like, oh yeah, another batch of creatures. Yeah. Well, we had um, I had a conversation with some friends at the weekend about uh, going out, and we're talking about we're getting to that stage where we're going to let our kids out and walk down the road and go to the shop on their own. Mm-hmm. And you know, at what point do you do you let them out? Do you follow them down there just to make sure everything's safe? And I'm sure everything will be fine. And mm-hmm. then you've got this question of, oh, there there might be a creepy man around the corner. And, it, well, wasn't there always creepy men? You know, or, or were they, you know, were paedophiles just invented in the 90s? I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, that there was never any any weird guys or girls before that time. And then in the 90s, all of a sudden, oh, my God, you can't walk down your road. Yeah. Well, we've, we've tried to really just... I, I don't know, I... I think a lot of our our family friends are a little overly protective. Like uh, like we'll let our daughter walk a couple houses down to her friend's house, but her friend is not allowed to do that. She has to be escorted, and that's fine. We'll we honor that. We you know if we're bringing her home, we don't just send her home. We yeah walk up with her and all that stuff. But it's uh we've tried to kind of be a little proactive and even kind of prepare. Like when we knew they weren't going to be doing it on their own, just give them that big head start um like my son's been going roller skating 
and some of his friends are allowed to go by themselves and some have to have a parent there and and like we know all the people who work there and all and we, we've kind of done that prep work of making sure you know you know Mr. Chin right you, you we've seen him a hundred times so if you have a problem it's just like dad's here you can go and talk to Mr. Chin or yeah you know the lady behind the counter both so that he's familiar to them and and they're yeah. he, they're he, they're familiar to him but you know the crazy lady with the black dog you can always speak to her she's yeah. she's mental but she's fine she's safe yeah i i just I don't know. I don't want them to be afraid or paranoid. That's my daughter would be that way. If you tell her, you know, if if this happens, you call us. If this happens, you run to somebody. If we give her a bunch of what ifs, then she starts looking for it. Yeah. And manufacturing it. And and all you need. I mean, we see adults who are paranoid nut jobs who are, you know, we get the phone call. Just so you know, there's a white van in the neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> Not yep. worried about a white van in the neighborhood, you know. Yeah, we haven't gone to that length just yet. No. So we did have another contribution from Matt Smith. He gave us uh, an article referencing yet another bystander who tried to, like, foil a crime. Yeah, I quickly looked at this one as well. Well, it's funny. that The link is on the the Facebook page. But basically what it says is that the police um, were aware of this robbery and this guy tried to wrestle the jewelry thieves, was unsuccessful at stopping them, and they they were looking to talk to him. <laughs> now, at first glance I thought, well, they think he's involved, or maybe they thought maybe he knew one of the people, got a good look at them, something like, looking to get extra information. But it, it was just kind of funny. It wasn't like a... There was no mention of what a good job he did or how proud they were of his intervention. It basically just said, uh, police said that after an appeal to the public, officers had located the man and would be speaking to him later. And that's it. That's it. Not like, uh, you know, they were, they appreciated his help or, or anything like that. So in other words, guys don't bother. Yeah. It's not worth putting your life on the line for anything really, is it? Well, but I wonder, it might be one of those cases where we don't have the whole story and maybe it's, they thought he was a third person involved. And maybe they don't know. Mm. They're fighting over who gets to drive the getaway car. Yeah. More interestingly, we had on the Facebook page uh, from Ollie Peters, how to survive, how to survive an alien invasion, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. It, it just lists, how many is it? 20, 20 or 21 uh, movies where aliens have come down or you're confronted by an alien and how to survive in them impossible situation yeah in the context of that movie what was done and and uh what the threat was did you kind of thing did you ever watch alien movies and think oh god if i was in that situation what would i do because i remember watching predator for the very first time and you know when uh schwarzenegger goes he goes down like a, a log flume of mud into a big pool and then gets covered himself in mud and crawls up on the beach and then the predator can't see him because he's covered in mud. Yeah. Because he doesn't transfer through mud at all. And I remember watching that going, oh Christ, what would I do? What would I do? What would I do? (gasps) He's Mm -hmm. covered in mud. He can't see him. Brilliant. And I always think a bit too much about that sort of stuff. I thought about it. It, like in a serious way, I think with the War of the Worlds remake with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because there, there was something 
something about it. I I know there was the scene where, uh, well, risk slight spoiler. He gets separated from his family at one point in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, then there's how he deals with it, and you know, I I wonder sometimes like if my family and I got separated, whether they'd know what to do, and you know, what do you what do you do? You see those people who blindly go back into danger, and sometimes in the movie they go and they they rescue their family or their friends or whatever, and sometimes it's just like a fool's mission. They, yeah, he's out of the movie now. Yeah, I really enjoyed the War of the Worlds though. The the more recent one. I I I had the very first one, the one where the. Oh, they had the weird ships and the guy with the three eyes and the old ones. But like the really old one, yeah. right? Like from I used to yeah. love that one. I had, I had that on Betamax, I think. But the new one, with, well, the new-ish one with Tom Cruise, I thought that was brilliant. I loved it. I don't think... There was... If, do you ever listen to the um, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds? Uh, no. No, because I grew up on that as well. And I think in the movie they put two characters together as one character the guy who's digging the tunnel mm-hmm. and I didn't I wasn't too keen on that guy but that sort of part of the movie was a bit it sort of dragged for me I thought but apart from See, that I, I thought it brilliant I liked the first I'd say the first two thirds of that movie I thought this is actually pretty good and I just I, I remember parts of it but generally I, I think I felt like the ending was very sudden and I don't know it was pretty true to the original plot line though hmm. you know we we tend to bash some of these remakes that change the story but don't change the title yeah and here it was basically the original story oh, I thought it was brilliant especially when they're at the harbour on the boat and you see the three tripods coming over the hill and mm-hmm. shining their lights and doing their funny noises I thought that was wicked now do you consider Independence Day, a War of the Worlds remake? No, not one bit. Really? I, no, not at all? No. I can't stand that movie. I've always looked at it as it's a modern retelling of War of the Worlds because they, they use the virus, but it's it's a computer virus, not a human virus. No, I see what I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a more action... To me, that was what a modern remake of War of the Worlds was going to be, you know, where they, the way they changed the movies and they changed the context so much. I'm glad that they changed the title, if that's how it was perceived to be. Yeah. But, um... I was really disappointed with it. I I loved the first hour or so of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I went into the, mo- at the actual cinema thinking that this is going to be a very serious movie. Wow, aliens are coming down to kill us. And about halfway through it, it just switched and became a comedy. And that's when I you just lost me. Old uh, Will Smith's flying around, darting around a canyon with someone shooting green shit at him. Oh, you don't do that. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, ends like corny. It. Yeah. The, the big thing I didn't enjoy about the movie, although I liked it in general, is all the actors are playing like their stereotype roles. Mm-hmm. You have Harry Kong Jr. playing the kind of guy he always plays. You have um, Jeff Goldblum playing that same kind of quirky scientist that he was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's the Will same Smith bloke, is, isn't it, in Jurassic Park? 
yeah, they're all, it's like they took, I like this role he played, I like this role he played, I like this role he played, and then that's who they were in this movie. And uh, maybe that's great casting to some people, but I don't, it added kind of a corny element to it. It wasn't, I don't know, it's, there was something about that that, that I, it was too much. You know, when Harry Connick Jr. does his southern good old country boy role, it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that a hundred times. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum as the quirky scientist. Yes, yes, I I know. I, I can hear you being the fly and and walking through Jurassic Park. It's all the same lines. Yes, yeah. you're... It's all right to have cast. on in the background and you dart into the front room every 10, 15 minutes just to catch up where you are. Okay, Wait, we're up to that point. Fine. You almost have to do it because... If it's on TV with commercials, it's about three hours long. Yeah, but uh, don't you have like a billion more commercials than us anyway? Probably. We probably add... uh, Well, we add 20 minutes to every hour. Half-hour shows are... Like, Lost was, what, 44 minutes? Mm Mm-hmm. And so we'd have 15, 20 minutes of commercials. Yeah, it's about us, I suppose. Well, guys, if you do have things to share, ideas, articles, bits, we're certainly happy to take a look at them and share them with the community. And we do put a lot of stuff out there, so you know, make sure you do hit the Facebook page, kind of see what we're looking at, what we're mulling over, and what we look to share. Yeah. Oh, you can also email stuff to bombastpodcast at gmail.com as well, and that way we get to use our little jingle, which would yes. be cool. <laughs> so is there anything else going on off of Facebook? I have one story for you if you'd like to have that. Sure. Okay, the only thing, apart from all the the pain in the world going on at the moment, this is from China, and it's someone trying to export boiled eggs and make it a worldwide phenomenon. Traditional chefs in China are hoping that their local speciality, spring eggs hard-boiled in boys' urine, will catch on worldwide. Uh, the dish has been a local delicacy for thousands of years. Now culture officials want to spread the gospel about the recipe which they hope to export to other countries. Um, the urine is gathered from local schools and the very best comes from boys under 10 years old. They pee in buckets and we collect it fresh every day. Oh, that's gross, man. Would you eat a um, an egg hard-boiled in in piss, basically? No. In, in child's no piss. reason to. Why would a 10-year-old boy's wee-wee be better than a, a man's wee-wee? Is it just all the toxins? and Surely that's what urine is, though, isn't it? Maybe their diet? Oh, it's very sugary. Ew. Ugh. Sugar puff wee as well. That always stinks. <laughs> so you, you couldn't have that. Lots of no. kids... That would be brilliant, though. I have, like, 10 or 12 kids just saying, right, okay, right, we'll all eat sugar puffs today. So they... <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this batch of eggs. Something's not quite right. The eggs are delicious and healthy. They stop fevers and can help you concentrate if you're feeling sluggish or sleepy. You know, that's they caught some disgruntled employee in the back. What are you doing? Uh, uh, are you trying to, like, sabotage the restaurant? No, no, no. This, It's this recipe... It's my uncle's recipe. I know it's weird. Just try it. Give me that. Hmm, <laughs> quite know, good. good. <laughs> God. But it says uh, they help you concentrate and f- 
if you're feeling sluggish and sleepy. Wouldn't you get that twang, though, of, oh, what the hell was that? <laughs> I hope not. I don't think I'll, I don't like eggs anyway. So, you know, I no, not for me. But oh, <laughs> there's a picture of a man, like, prodding loads of eggs, I'm assuming in the vat of piss, and the steam, that must reek. God. Someone's assigned the job to go collect the buckets. Well, yeah, Ugh. someone Ugh. has to do that job. Someone has to fill that vat up and then warm it up and then put the eggs in there. <laughs> well, um, ah. <laughs> well, you had mentioned a podcast called uh, the QED Podcast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I downloaded a, a, an episode. I've listened to one episode so far um, and gotten on their Facebook page. And they had a link that someone had put up there, and it was Every Dream of This Man. And we'll put the, the link in our Facebook feed and, and on our show notes. And it's it's about this this face that a lot of people th- think they've seen. And it's a pretty neutral kind of face. And there's a whole series of links about um, the history of it and some theories about where it comes from and all. And it struck me because... I had seen something else literally like two or three days earlier and the, the picture's kind of similar. We'll put this in as well. Uh, Yahoo News has a link for the most typical face on the planet. And that National Geographic magazine released a video clip which shows the most typical human face on the planet as part of its series on the human race called Population 7 Billion. Researchers conclude that a male 28-year-old Han Chinese man is the most typical person on the planet. And then they made an image out of uh, 200,000 photos of men who fit this basic description. Right. And I mean, it's not an exact match, but it uh, it was struck me because, oh, you know, there, there are some similarities between this most typical face and this face everyone thinks they're seeing. You know, it's, it's a very neutral kind of version of it. Now, this is global. Yeah. So it <clears throat> it is. It's an Asian man, and it's it's kind of ethnic. But um, there's actually a video that you can watch. It's about two and a half minutes, and they go through and they talk about you know in this world of seven billion people, what the most typical man is, and or most typical person is, and they're right-handed, they make a certain amount of money. It's uh, it's it's really pretty interesting. Just average Joe. Yeah. Well, yeah. What is average? So, you know, they're right-handed, they make less than $12,000 a year, they have a cell phone, but they do not have a bank account. In fact, mm. less than 25% of the world has a bank account. Less than 25%? Yes. Mm, okay. Well, there's a whole bunch of the population that, that uh, of the world that isn't even an industrialized world, really. Yeah, I can see that. 28 is the median age. There's slightly more men than women in the world. And based on those traits of being 28, male, and from this most common region of uh, being Han Chinese, you know, there's they came up with this picture by taking the composite of their photo. So I don't know if I would consider that average. It's really more what's what's the most abundant. It looks like the dude out of um, Mythbusters. Let's put it like that. Grant Imahara? That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's average man. 
I had one other news article for you here, and this I actually had stumbled on this morning. <laughs> There's a a building in Indiana, and they've been having this this contest. Like, what should we name this new building, this new government center? And they put it to the public, and foolishly didn't realize how wrong that could go. So <laughs> the public was voting, nominating names, and there was this this vote going on. The number two name was the Thunderdome. The you know, two men enter, one man leaves from Mad Max. Yeah. The number one was to name the building after a former mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is where this is located. The mayor's name was Harry. His last name, B-A-A-L-S. <laughs> which all his all his descendants have always gone by the last name pronunciation Bales. B-A-A, Bay. Oles. Yeah. Harry Bales is how his parents intended him to go by. He said, screw it. Go ahead and I'm going to pronounce my last name Balls. B-A-W-L-Z. Even though it's <laughs> B-A-A-L-S. So, you know, we have this gentleman, this Mr. Harry Balls, who has been mayor of Fort Wayne, and the people voted to name the government center the Harry Balls Government Center. A former Fort Wayne mayor is getting some national attention. Thousands of people voted online to name the new city-county building in his honor. But that probably won't happen because of his name. News Channel 15's Don Austin is here to explain. Well, Heather, Mark, the people voted, and the top pick so far with more than 10,000 votes is the Harry Balls Government Center, named after one of the city's longest-serving mayors. But not everyone's on board with that name. Harry Bales apparently was a great mayor. That's what I'm hearing. If you, re if you read the comments, actually, some people are very serious about what he did as mayor. Um, the family was, you know, it's part of our history. I think it's part of the history we're proud of. To pick the new name for the building, people went over to feedbackfortwayne.org. They made suggestions and voted. The overwhelming front runner was the Harry Balls Government Center. Harry Balls was the mayor of Fort Wayne back in the 1930s and 40s. He even served a term in the 1950s. We have a street named after Harry Balls. So what's the big deal about naming the new city county government building after him? Would they have voted for this guy because his name is Harry Balls and gone, yeah, look. We gotta use that name <laughs> just as a no, mistake. I'm sure that's there's a whole group that's just like they have vote for the worst on American Idol, where they try to just sabotage the results. And I'm sure DJs and a bunch of other people were pushing for this. Yeah, I I think we're all turning like that now, aren't we? We're, we're all not even going for the underdog because we think the underdog should win. It's just because, as a population, we can do this, and so you know. You want to try and sell us this crap, and then we're going to sabotage it just because we can. Yeah. We're here to it's sabotage it. It's to be the it. most disruptive. Yeah. Yeah. So th this was uh, obviously a real person. He was the Republican mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana for f 14 years. Actually, 14 years, and then again four years later until his death. So he served about 20 years as the mayor. And, you know, there's Harry Ball's Drive. <laughs> but uh, they will not be naming this building Harry Ball's Government Center. It will be Citizen Square. But it just goes to show you when they sit there and they make fun of someone who's sitting, going with baby names, and they go, "Oh yeah, but can't name him Bart because you know that name game song, you know, Banana Fana Fofana. You know, yeah, that name won't fit. 
you know, you, you got to be real careful what you name your kid because if it doesn't come out right, they could lose the opportunity to be named forever well, <laughs> as a building. They should really know. Yeah, I wouldn't call him Harry. From even if I do pronounce it Bales, you just look at it and go, "Yeah, it's balls." <laughs> it's it's a pure Simpsons name, though, isn't it? Yes, is, they actually is Mr. renamed Bowles that there? street. First name Harry. <laughs> They renamed the street H.W. H.W.? Yes, H.W. Balls. Well, that's not not much better, is it? Come on. No. I, that's one of the, so why are you changing it? Uh, well, you know. No, really, why are you changing it? Go ahead, say it. Um, just fits better. No, no, it's same number of spaces. Why don't you want to put Harry? <laughs> What's wrong with it? Ah, well, it's good to know that there are thousands of people who are immature and giggle at things like that. Yes. <laughs> Let's name the government center Harry Balls. Well done, people. We're proud of you. That's right. So was there any other bits and bobs you wanted to share today? Uh, I haven't. No, to be honest, the news has been a bit slow um, with all the stuff that's been going on and a lot of the concentration of the media has been on that and not looking for stuff that just cheer everyone else up. So, oh, yeah. no, no I, I'm good. out at the moment. No, that's good. I did have one other thing to share. We can put it on the Facebook feed and on the show notes and such. It's a pretty cool site that my friend Rose, frequent unknowing contributor to the show, <laughs> had shared earlier today. And what it is is a collection of uh, movie screenshots compressed into like a little, let's say like four inch strip. They call it a movie barcode. Okay, cool. So, you know, if you look at it on the website, basically on my screen, it's about eight inches wide and uh, maybe two inches tall. And it's, it's all the panels from the movie. And what it looks like is a UPC code, a barcode. What, so they squished the whole movie into this you know, little square? Yes. Cool. And so what you get is they talk about the color palettes. And so they do it for all different movies, Basic Instinct, Pinocchio, Lost in Translation. And it, it, it's interesting to look at it and see how it's bright and cheery and then it gets dark. And you can almost kind of put it together where they are in the movie. Yeah. Or like they have um, they have the Predator movies, V for Vendetta. And they're all, they're so dark, like just the entire palette it's it's grays and dark blues and uh it's very interesting how dark that movie is compared to like dumbo or um what was, what was another one i had looked at before there's probably about 40 different things maybe more it's at least nine pages on this link it's moviebarcode.tumblr.com and tumblr is t-u-m-b-l-r it's really pretty cool there's uh Moon's the Matrix. gray. The Matrix is all like black and green. I wonder if Avatar will be blue. I don't know. It's funny though. It, but that's, it's not like someone tint, tinted it. It's literally like screen clips and it just came out that way. And the Wizard of Oz is is cool. You can see all the black and white part and then where they go to Oz, it starts to get colorful. Yeah. Quite, all the Emerald City part, you can tell basically when that happens because there's definitely a greenish tint to all the scenes in the battle with the witch. Yeah. This is cool. The fifth element. 
it's kind of neat. And then, like, I was trying to go through and, and guess, like, if the fifth element has um, pretty consistent color patterns, and then it changes all of a sudden. I'm trying to think, oh, what was happening in the movie right about a third of the way through? Why would it all of a sudden be bright white and mm-hmm. all these different things? And it it's good. It doesn't have every movie, obviously. It just has a couple, but it has quite a few that you might recognize. Yeah, Pan's cool. Labyrinth is quite a dark, got a dark palette on it. Uh, what else? The Matrix Tron one. Is on page seven. That's pretty cool. The Matrix one that you said, mm-hmm. it does actually look, you know, when you actually see the Matrix and all the numbers falling down. Yeah. It does look like that. Yeah, it 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 has that consistent color scheme. As I'm looking at Batman Begins, you know, it's just, it's intriguing. And it's an interesting way to look at the movies, and it's distorted in a sense in that all the films, no matter what their length, are squashed to the same size. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little different, but it it is neat. It's and cool. it, earlier today there were only nine pages. Today there's ten, so um, looks like a couple more have been added today. So movie barcode, all one word. Dot tumblr. Dot com. And it's just it's just something one of those things when you got a few minutes to kill, it's pretty neat to check out. Yeah, it's wicked. I I like the seven one as well. You can tell when they start heading towards the desert, towards the finale. Yeah. Good stuff. Right. Yep. Uh, is that it for today? I think yeah, we can call it a day. Okay, cool. Should we do some housekeeping then and tidy up around here? Sure. Okay. What do we have? We have obviously the Facebook page. We keep blathering on about that we got 80 people that like us so yeah cheers cheers guys uh <laughs> spread the word let people know that we're there cause... it's the new medium you know, yeah you may not have heard about it it's this new thing it seems to be catching on so we want to be right on the forefront yeah but there's a few people there i think there's like 500 million people using it and we've got 80 likes yeah 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 hmm and let me think about that 500 <laughs> Million. I think a lot of people just don't know about it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So spread the word, guys. <laughs> just just a wee bit. Sure. Even if we get two a week, that'd be wicked. Um, we have Twitters. I'm Ultimate Manus. Your SHC1970. Yep. Uh, we got the email, which is bombastpodcast at gmail.com. You find us in iTunes. Please go there and either write a re- review saying we are beautiful, bellissimo, wonderful, extraordinary, whatever that word is. And five star reviews are always welcome. I don't, there, there is an option for less than five stars. No, there's not. But, you know. No, no, those get ignored. I, I prefer five. <laughs> Stars. Uh, what else is there? I'm trying to think. Oh, go to the website that we have, which is bombastpodcast.podbean.com. You can find all the show notes there, all the links there. We we spend quite a lot of time doing them as well. Yes. So you know, please use them. Let us know you're using them, or forever hold your peace. And we've also made it uh, set up a certain way so that you should be able to access any of the old episodes if you're new to the show, if you're have a dry spell with some of the other podcasts you're listening to and you're looking for some extra content you know go back we we try not to be redundant in the things so there are some pretty cool topics and some sites we, and things we looked into that um, the show notes are still there giving you links to some cool websites we found in the past 
um, and the discussions obviously are still available as well. Cool. Okay, so we need a moral, and perhaps we could go with. Well, the, you know, we need a moral, and the obvious choices are something involving Mr. Balls or the urine-covered eggs. But the true moral, which you pointed out right when we did the story, is it just isn't worth it to stop a crime. The guy didn't even get a thank you from the police he got talked to. Yeah, I'll go with that. It just isn't worth it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of an all-around moral. It just isn't worth it. There we go. That'll do me. <laughs> I'm racking my brain here to think of something that will go with all that. I'm thinking of urine balls. Or yeah, it's just too tempting. It, but, uh, it's, yeah. But without even making an effort, you said it right when we heard the story. Cool. It just isn't worth it then, is it? So. There we go. Right, okay, I'm out of here. And right. you should be too. And yes. you actually walking across the road now. Watch out for that bus. Well done. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.